Welcome to the Renegade Money Show, where the biggest names in business, entertainment, Hollywood, and finance open up to give you the secrets to their success. Learn from others on how they turned their dreams into reality and created their fortunes and dream life so you can create yours. And now, your host, Forbes contributor, financial advisor, the wealth whisperer, Winnie Sun. Well, I am so excited that you're here, Monica. Monica Wheeler with Give Back Box. I have been a fan of your work. Well, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you because I've read some of your story and it's absolutely phenomenal what you are doing because it's like the perfect mix of e-commerce, business, and business with a heart, which I think is a big millennial theme, right? Yes, absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I, I love to talk to you, Monica, about how you got here, because I know you have a very unique story that we'd love to hear. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about where you grew up. I grew up in Poland, Eastern Europe. I grew up in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere, on a very, very poor Polish farm. Uh, keeping myself uh, very busy with uh, milking cows and pick up potatoes. Really? Milking <laughs> yeah, cows? So it's very, very different where I am right now. <laughs> Extremely different, I will say. Well, that's interesting. So, so your parents, were they in farming or what, what did your parents Yeah, my do? parents was absolutely farming. Very, very wonderful, but very simple people. So I grew up, uh, I grew up very, very poor, but the funny part is I didn't know I'm poor till I go to high school, then I realize, oh my God. <laughs> but in very, very loving family. So we have very, very much love, but basically nothing else. <laughs> you have other siblings? Yes, I have other siblings. I have uh, two brothers and one sister. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Are you the oldest, youngest? Where are you? I have, like a, I have a sister, brother, then me, and then another younger brother. Oh, so you're kind of in the middle. Yeah, we were on the, on the uh, couples, like two of them first and then another two later. Oh, <laughs> your parents took a little bit of break. Yeah, they, they were like setting up as the seasons. <laughs> cute. So your, your parents were farming. So maybe paint us that picture in Poland when they're farming. Does that mean that they sell what they, they create or how does that work? It was actually very, very interesting because, um, you know, now we have a, such a big uh, fashion uh, and trend of organic things that this is okay. how I grew up. Like we basically were uh, buying in store only sugar and tea. Okay. Everything else we grow on the farm. Wow. So everything was, you know, the eggs, the meat, the vegetables, everything was from a farm. So wow. it was, it's still Poland at that time was still, uh, you know, when I was little, like communism country. So there was nothing really in the stores anyway. So I grew up on the organic food, <laughs> organic milk and eggs, and we just grow everything and be totally sustainable as a family. So that's how this looked like. Wow, that's amazing. So each farm was pretty self-sustaining. Yeah, each farm was self-sustaining. And then let's say if we do not grow certain vegetables, then we trade our vegetables to another vegetable. So whatever you want to have, like strawberries in the summer. So we just trade some chickens for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, and then, so because of that, you get to know your neighbors really well and you, you care for one. It becomes, yes. it becomes a family. Right? Yeah, it's like family. It's like basically... Um, there is people live like there's so much such a different uh, than United States people live in the same houses and neighborhood for years like there is nothing like here people move and change the countries no when I go there there is people 
why grow up and they're still there, they have families, they just stay there. <laughs> they must be so proud of you. How often do you go back? I go like try to go every year. I like really go to my family and see the country because Poland it's growing so much right now. So I'm going there. I, I like to go there every year to like plan to go again for Christmas this year. <laughs> so I, I'm curious about that because you know a lot of times we talk to entrepreneurs and their family were entrepreneurs like mom and dad mm -hmm. own businesses. So I guess did you learn any of that at home or what, what did you learn from mom and dad? I learned to be happy. I learned to be happy and to just like do whatever I want. So in my house we didn't have a TV because it was a luxury. So uh, what I was doing, we were have lots of books. So I was reading lots of lots of books. And from these books, I was like dreaming about, oh my gosh, there is a bigger world and there is something that I can do. So my, you know, dreams was, since I was a baby, I was a dreamer. I remember the number one entertainment was lay down on the grass in the, in the evening and just watch the stars and just dream about where I could go and what I can do. So I think because of this, it's developing me this uh, like uh, curiosity for more without without it's there. But none of my parents was business people, and actually none of my siblings are business people. But I also was a very very different child from the beginning, like uh, very different than <laughs> my other siblings. So um, I don't know where this really come from. But uh, I knew that I'm just going to accomplish something really, really big in my life. I'm not saying this is already it. <laughs> but it was uh, very, very mm, obvious for me since, uh, since I was a little kid, like there's going to be something more in my life than just the cows and milk, which is fine too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at home, you were happy. I know your parents always wanted you to have that family experience. But did they teach you much about business? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. There was not even so much business at that time in Poland. There was no entrepreneurship because it was still a uh, different uh, form of society. So there was, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't learn anything about business, really. <laughs> Did they never talk to you about money or things like that? Well, we didn't have money, so there was nothing to talk about. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you got to give me kind of the, how did you get from Poland to Chicago? <laughs> so the really, this is like, um, you know, I follow up the dream of my mom. So my mom, I remember since uh, I was little, she wanted to come to America. It was her dream. She wanted to come to America. She wanted to come to America. I don't know why, but it was her big dream. <laughs> of course. And she never make it. And I was already in Poland, you know, the Poland changed and I have a very good job and I was working already for an American company. So I was really, really happy in Poland. But my mouse keeps saying, go to America, just go and see how it is. So and you're like, already no. doing really well at home. Yes, I was doing very well. Very well. It's an actual story behind, behind it too. When I was very little, I'm going to tell you very short that story. But when I was very little, my older sister, she got a baby. And it was very, very complicated at that time get any kind of products for a baby. So somehow, it's a long story, she gets able to both uh, a Johnson & Johnson Cosmetics for the baby. Mm. And I was that time maybe six years old or something like this. And it was like whole family come together because we have American products in home, which is like bigger big than Chris Christmas. No one never saw a boxes like this or products like this. And I remember I smelled this powder. And I smell this powder, I said, oh my God, this is the most beautiful baby smell. Johnson & Johnson baby powder. The, the most beautiful smell in the world, and what is it? And I remember I saw this dance, and I said, oh my gosh, when I grew up, I want to work in that company. 
So literally, I don't know, 15 years later, I was, work, was working already in Poland for Johnson & Johnson. Wow. So it was like my, when I accomplished this, I say, yes, this is my dream. I, I finally accomplished it, so what's next there? And at that time, my mom was saying, go to America, go to America. So I decided to come to America for literally for a month for vacation. So I arrived in Chicago, and it was like, I remember first 10 minutes from the airport to my family house, I was saying, okay, this is it, I'm staying here. Because it was, <laughs> everything was so big. There was like, you know, beautiful houses and the big cars and the big highways. Everything was so big, so big, and I love it so much. So the, there was very sh quick decision. I said, okay, I'm staying, I'm gonna stay here. But of course, I didn't speak any English. I didn't know what I can possibly do here. And um, first week, my aunt, she took me for like a shopping, to go to like, she see the shopping malls, but this was like a Chicago suburb. So this was not even the shopping woods we see now. It wasn't Michigan Avenue or anything like close. It was a Walmart or something like this. But even then, for me, everything was so different and so big and the, the so amount pretty, of products yeah. and the, the fact you can buy carrots in three different shapes, it was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. And we go to the, like a shoe store. It was like Payless shoe store. It was like, you know, I would probably never buy there now, nothing. But I go there and say, oh my God, it's so many shoes. And I love shoes. I love fashion. <laughs> so I bought like five pairs of shoes because I was planning to get them to my girlfriends after I come back from vacation. I will have a gift for them because yeah. we don't have anything like this in, in Poland, especially if something would cost $20. It was cheap and it looked good. <laughs> so I bought these shoes for my girlfriend and I go with my aunt home and then I'm sitting in the evening there and I see these boxes and I said, you know what, I'm staying here for another month. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put these shoes on eBay in Poland so maybe someone will buy it so I could make some extra money on it. So I put these five pairs on the eBay in Poland, go sleep, get up next day and all five par pairs was gone. Wow. And then I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay in America, sell shoes on eBay in Poland, buy them in Walmart, sell them on eBay, and I'm going to make money. That was my decision. And literally, this is, this is how the old all my shoe business start from buying shoes from random stores, sell them on eBay in Poland. And I used to do that for the next four years. That's what I was doing. Wow. I was just buying shoes and selling them on eBay in Poland. So that's, that's the story. That's <laughs> incredible. So it's kind of by luck. Yeah, that yeah. You fell upon it. Yeah. I mean, you were smart enough to know to sell them on eBay, yeah. and of course, pick the right design. Yeah, that pick the right the, 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 the right decision. And it's it's at that time in that time in Poland was still like uh, needed for a lot of goods. It's different now. It's it would probably not work now because the you know the markets are open and the Amazon is there and everything is easier. But that time, you know, in Poland there was still need for certain brands that wasn't available. So it was a great opportunity for me to just start a business. So that's how all it started. Wow. <laughs> and the timing was perfect. <laughs> yes, the timing was perfect. Wow, Monica, that's phenomenal. So you did that for how long? How long did you sell shoes? Yeah, so I, uh, I still selling them, but that was about four, three to four years before I decided to start doing the same thing in the United States. Because it was kind of like, a, 
you know, I come here, I didn't speak English, I know anything about business, and I still have this stupid thought like, oh my gosh, maybe I, I'm not made for that, maybe I should just find a job, but it was making money, so I was keep doing this. So about four, four years ago, I finally decided, you know what, this is it, I'm going now to start a company in the United States, I'm going to sell shoes online, I'm going to be bigger than Zappos, that was my plan. <laughs> I know the team from Zappos. They're pretty impressive. <laughs> yes, I even go to spy them. I remember, like, the, they had this tour in the tour, office. Yes. So I was going to say, I'm here to spy you guys because I'm going to sell more shoes than you ever, but love. I've been to Tony's apartment. He's absolutely genius. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I met him as well, too. But uh, it's it's like, it was, they inspire me. You know, there was a certain amount of companies and people, like this powder, which really inspired me in my life, and it kept me going to do more. I love it. I love it. So you, I know you still sell shoes today, yes, right? And shoes, all yeah. over. And how is business doing? How's your shoe business doing? Yeah, the shoe business is doing very good. But uh, you know, for for me right now, it's like a kind of like a hobby. It's very easy for me to do that business because I I just you know buy su supply my inventory. It's like I can do this when I'm sleeping. So it's very very easy to run this business. But mm. it's like a, my passion. It's more in in give back and doing philanthropy and charity work than, you know, keep doing fashion, but I still doing because I just love it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I want to talk about. I mean, I've seen a lot of interviews with you, and I think your store is phenomenal. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Monica's store, you definitely should visit her website. But I'm going to have you share with our audience a little bit about the give back box. I think it's absolutely just the most wonderful mm -hmm. thing. And I'm sure people tell you that all the time. But uh, talk about the story of how you decided to create this. Yeah, so in that time when I decided I'm going to start the shoe business in the United States, it was like four years ago, and as soon as the decision came through, I said, okay, so how I can create a company which is going to grow so fast and make me lots of money? And I was, in that time, of course, I want to be another Zappos, but at that time, I started already feeling like making money is great, but I want to like do something different. Like I want to change the world. I want to help people. I didn't know what exactly that can be. But I love, you know, I was so inspired by Tom's shoes and how they started the one-for-one one model. And I just said, like, oh, my God, if I can do something like this, it will be amazing. But I didn't know what that could be. So one day, I used to live in Chicago that time. One day, I was walking on the Michigan Avenue. And um, I used to live very close by, so there's a lot of homeless people on the street. But usually, it's the same people in the same places. And one day, I walked there. And I saw a homeless guy, which I never saw him before. And he holds like a piece of paper with reading on it, I need shoes. So I stand in front of him and I just have this feeling like, oh my God, like this is like, I could help this man. I have a thousand pairs of shoes, but uh, well, I'm selling only women's shoes, right? Only sell women's yeah, shoes. Yeah, I don't know how he like the <laughs> high heels. <laughs> And I go home and my heart was like, you know, palpitated. And I said, oh my God, this is like a message for me. I, I just knew that I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So I wake up next day and I have this idea. Like about every time when I'm going to ship shoes to my customers, I will give them a little flyer, flyer inside the box. And mm -hmm. I will say, hey, do not trash this shipping box. Just, you know, take your shoes out, put inside the box, your old shoes, old clothes, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Here's a free sticker, ship them back to charity. 
So that was the idea, that was the idea. I said, this is brilliant, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to get all the PR possible in the world, and I'm going to grow the <laughs> Thinking shoe Thinking like a business person, Yes, this is perfect, and I'm just, this is going to be market, my marketing expense, and everything will be wonderful. So I start, you know, create those stickers and flyers, and I start sending. Then about uh, three weeks later, the mm -hmm. charity, which I give the address to, like those local uh, homeless shoulder in Chicago, they called me and said, Monica, there is first five boxes. So I said, oh my gosh, do not open them. No, I'm going to be right there. So I drive there and I opened this first five boxes. And literally I was crying because people put so much items in those boxes. It was like, I still have a pictures, like so many items in the, every box. When I saw this, I said, this is it. This is, this, is, this is not just for me. This is such a brilliant idea. If this, my own little online store can do it, why every online store don't do yeah. the same thing? Mm -hmm. And that moment I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to every single online store in America and ask them to do the same. And this is how really Give Back Box was born. <laughs> I love that, I love that. So how does a Give Back Box work? It's very simple. We want people who shop online and are in homes and they, if they want to donate something, we want them to take any box they have in home, stuff with stuff that they no longer needed, then they go on my website, givebackbox.com, mm -hmm. and they print free shipping label to local Goodwill. So it's wow. very, very easy. They can just use any box or bag or whatever they have. Even bags. Even bags, that's fine too. Whatever, it's shippable. Mm -hmm. Print the free label and ship it to Goodwill. They can use UPS and they can use even postal service. They can even request free home pickup from postal service. Wow. It's free for them. They're getting tax deduction. They get all the benefits of donate to and you feel local good. non-profit. Non yes, you feel good. It's convenient for you. It take you 50 seconds to do that. You don't need to drive to donate anymore. It's very, very easy. That and does you make can, it easier. And you can be a better person every day. You <laughs> can do it every day. I love that, Monica, because you're right. I mean, just the process of driving, like we're all so busy, right? We got work and everything. Mm -hmm. Just the process of driving over to Google, as much as we want to do it, it can be a struggle, especially mm -hmm. when we're juggling families and whatnot, yeah. right? But now, we can just find any box, ship it up, and yeah, pull outside, pull outside of the door, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, that makes it incredibly simple. I'm really excited about that. I mean, since I got to know your story and getting to spend some time with you, the thing I was just thinking is, we send these boxes. Actually, I'm going to show you what we send. Mm -hmm. So we send these like orange boxes. We call them sensational boxes to different clients and friends and people who just really mm -hmm. who we just want to say thank you to. Would this box work? I mean, it's a little small. Yeah, it's fine. If it's work for sure, people put their some of couple t-shirts for sure. It's work. Right, they can, I mean, especially if you have you want to give like, for example, my three year old now, my youngest, I have three kids. My youngest is three now, right? And a lot mm -hmm. of his baby clothes, he's outgrown. Yeah. I could stuff so much of that in here. Yeah, absolutely. You can put uh, Jewelry, sunglasses, whatever. Jewelry, yeah. Yes, whatever you don't need, it's it stick with the small box as well, and then give the value to charity. And you just reuse the box. Now your boxes. Think about this. Your box will not gonna be trashed. Right. The quality is your good. Your box gonna be, you know, help other people, and then gonna go to the goodwill, and they're gonna be proper recycle. What would be really fun to see how far the box goes. Yeah. You know, goes to goodwill, <laughs> and then I know you said the box will go to goodwill. Yeah. And the goodwill could send it out again, and we could continue. <laughs> I loved, I loved right? to do, that was like one of those my dream to create some kind of a reusable box 
bags will go. And you remember when there used to be like suitcases with those stickers? Yes, I've been here. Yeah, I've been here. Those the bags could have a signature of people who are still. It's it's beautiful. Who knows? Maybe it will be possible. That would be one incredible because nowadays, look at this. It's coded. Yes, I, I think it's, it's I think it could last a while. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's absolutely incredible. So, you know, I think a lot of people watching this are, are thinking, wow, Monica, that's incredible what you have built. But uh, I have family to feed and people to support, you know, and this is not a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. But is it a good business model for you? Yeah, so the interesting story about this, when I decide to do it, I really didn't think about money. Like, right, I just want to do it. I saw this work and I said, oh my God, it's if million people are gonna use it, there will be a way how to monetize this idea. I was really, really excited about just doing that. And then on the journey of develop the this, the um, whole the system and the business model, I just actually find a way how I can also monetize this and help solve the problem for a lot of big companies because for a goodwill industries, it solved the major problem of lack of donations. Right. They need more donations, so that's what helped them. For major retailers, it solved the problem of re recycle their shipping boxes because it's just so many boxes. There's seven million boxes shipped every single day across the United States. Seven million per day? Seven million per day. It's a huge number, and most of them going to landfills. We don't want that. We don't want your beautiful brand and At logo. At least use it a couple times. Exactly. Right? and it's how much you can use the shipping bags unless you move or ship something you do but most people they just throw them away so it solved the problem for readers and finally it solved the problem for you because there is a study done um, for by N NSPD which uh, indicate there is a seven thousand dollars unused and unwanted item in average American household I don't believe which it. you do not need, we don't not need. want, but you not really yes. think about donating them. But if you shop something and we just remind you, hey, do you have something to donate? Right. You will do it. So it solves your problem as well. Well, Monica, you don't know this, but actually I often counsel my clients and I say, especially for my younger generation, like millennials and Generation Z now, I say, you know, one of the best ways to be mindful of your budget or spending is when you bring something home and the house make sure that something goes out yes. right so you always have what you need and you don't have excess yeah and that's great because not only does this allow you to get rid of that excess to someone who can yeah. use it and benefit from it but also it does give us an opportunity for that tax deduction that we yeah. need and it's a save saves time efficiency and it's it's really good for the population in general we're helping a, a fellow person and we're helping ourselves at the same time mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, there is a one little um, aspect which I so much love about working with Goodwill. Their main focus is on uh, train people to to get to the work, to create mm -hmm. jobs. So it's not only you just like just donate to any charity. You have to create jobs and create wealth mm -hmm. and well well welfare for someone else. Yes, and the Goodwill also does another thing. I I did quite a bit of research on them before. What I love is they also actually employ and support a lot of people with special needs. Absolutely. So yes. you know if you're thinking about where your donations going to, mm -hmm. it's 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 a big deal. So yes. we're Goodwill is doing their part in helping people be self-sustaining. So yeah. we can do our little part by just sending things that we no longer need. Exactly. Right? Yes. Seems simple enough. 
Yes, it but is. it's simple. But I find what I find just so refreshing about your story is you always hear about people saying, "Oh, well, that already exists." Well, someone <laughs> else already does that. But obviously, this was not that long ago. Yeah. We're talking only a few years yeah, ago, less years. than ten years ago, four years. You were four saying, years. right? Yeah, yeah, really. Four and years. so you basically found a need. And what you shared with me, what I want to share with the audience, which I was just so surprised about, was just. This is actually her little <laughs> business card. It's so cute. But what I love about the give back box is, she was saying something I was surprised about, that wonderful charities like Goodwill and Salvation Army, all these wonderful charities, they actually need our donations. There's actually mm -hmm. shortage yeah. of donations, but because we are all so busy and we are we are so used to having these types of boxes just show up at our door. Even the process of driving to the donation center now is is not that favorable to us. But now that we can send things, literally now we can get everything at our door. We can even mm -hmm. donate from our front door, which I find absolutely refreshing. Yes. So <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am so inspired by you and excited <laughs> about you. I'm thinking already like what I can go through. My house, I'm going to talk to my husband about that. We're going to start packing these boxes. Yeah. And, and yeah. getting them over it's so it's so cute the other day I got an um, email from someone and there's like they create like you know family time and they use this to educate children about you know give back you get a new toy so how about what you go to your room and what you like to donate it's just such a beautiful tool oh my goodness that's yeah. a great idea I'm yeah. gonna go through this with my kids yeah to just educate them about give back and donate it's gonna be fun for them they can pack a box and tape it and Put their little notes on it, whatever they want. It's really, really cool. Well, how fun um, that would be to yeah. take it to, like, for example, my son is in second grade now. I can see mm -hmm. that, or in the holidays, it would be a really fun project. Yes, exactly. It's lots of boxes then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of boxes. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, I just love this. Thank you so much for spending the time with us and really just sharing your story with us. Um, well, let me ask you this. That, um, if you were to look back now at your younger self in the farm mm -hmm. back in Poland, mm -hmm. what would you tell yourself today? Do it faster. <laughs> Just go faster, go faster. Don't waste your time. Just faster. <laughs> and how can more people support you, Monica? Just simply go on givebackbox.com, print the label, and ship your donations. That's all. And tweet about this and Facebook about this and let others to know. <laughs> let others know so we can all do it together. Yes. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Complete pleasure Thank meeting you. you. <laughs>